0: Hey, all you beautiful souls, and welcome to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. My name is Shalane Carter. I'm your host. I'm also a personal trainer, yoga teacher, meditation guide, and spiritual leader. This podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wellness, yoga, and spirituality, and really learning to break through limitations and open yourself and your spirit up to receiving all the abundance the universe has to offer. Each week, along with myself and many other awesome guests, you'll begin to expand your knowledge and insight on how to level up and step into your highest self. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. I'm so honored and thrilled to be sitting with not just like one of my business coaches, but also my dear friend, uh, Johnny. She's an amazing registered dietitian, a health, a business coach, and she's really creating some massive impact in the health industry and helping wellness professionals really step, step into their own and allowing them to really flourish in their gifts. Um, and so I'm so honored that you would be here today, and I just love you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. I feel like it's like the basic thing to do afterwards, like, ah, oh my goodness, thank you so much. But like, seriously, thank you so fucking much. <laughs> so sweet. I'm super honored to be here. <laughs>
0: Like when people say all those things, you're like, "Wow, I do, I do, all, I do all those things. I did all those things." Like, and you have two podcasts. So she has the Just Keep Thriving um, podcast, which is for entrepreneurs, and then she also has the Thrive at Every Size podcast. So there's so much information and so many ways to to really learn from you, which I think is such a gift because you have so much to share.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's been interesting trying to hone in on how to exactly share all the things that. I truly want to share. I know that was something that we worked through together as well. And it's like when you're just so multifaceted, is that the word, where you have so many different like specialties and things that are true to you. Like normally there's like one core thing, which for me, that word is like thriving. And initially it started as health. And I was a registered dietitian. I was a personal trainer for a long time. And I just realized that nothing of what I educated people on in terms of like science actually mattered or was able to even be followed or anything like that if you weren't taking like the whole human into account. And I was like, okay, let's ditch all the sciencey stuff and let's help people thrive. Because when you thrive, you're like nourishing yourself really well. When you thrive, you're moving in ways that make you feel really good. And I guarantee those are probably the things that you were gonna do anyway to get you to whatever like goal you actually have. And so thriving was just like that big thing for me and I know like figuring out the names for the just keep thriving entrepreneur and then the thrive at every size is like the world's <laughs> most confusing thing to
0: remember. Um but yeah it's a you mission type and thrive. You come up f- in all the places. You're like exactly. that's exactly. But I should
1: I should have like TM'd that word a while ago. But yeah. here we are. But yeah, thank you so much. It it is interesting when you do all these things and you're like, oh it kind of makes sense all together.
0: It really does. Cause I mean, and really what you're helping people do is step into what they're meant to be doing, who they're meant to be. And that includes in your body. Like yeah. the, the body is such a mirror and for kind of what's going on in your life. If you don't feel good in your body, a lot of times you don't feel great at work or great in relationships. And so to help people just exercise has never been what, Personal training has been about, or being a dietitian, or you know mm-hmm. any of those things. Um, so I'd love to actually hear um, a little bit because you do so gracefully pivot from. Um, again, most people would think health and wellness very separate from business, but mm-hmm. it truly isn't in the way that you've seamlessly transitioned from what you're sharing, what you're teaching, and who you're teaching it to. So I I would love for you to walk us kind of through um, a little bit more in detail, like. How how did those pivots come about and how did you listen to those, those little nudges?
1: Yeah, great question. So, and thank you for saying I so like seem, seamlessly did it. <laughs> it doesn't, it's not, some of it, some of it feels seamless. A lot of it doesn't though, but like at the core, it really does. So I think that's the key. I think when it feels true at the core and when you just tap into that and you listen, even if it sounds crazy, like, Sometimes I would look at myself. I'm like, "That's crazy. You're what, what are you? You're gonna business coach people? Like, is that a thing? Like, that just sounds crazy. You don't have a business degree. Like, I, but I was just like, no. Something's calling me to do that, right? So that calling, I just kind of listened to. And as many times as I've pivoted, um, it's just always worked out way better than I've ever expected. So I just kind of trusted with that. Um, so yeah, I spent a long time in the health and fitness realm, and learning nutritional science, science, learning exercise science, being a registered dietitian, being in the clinical world. And it was really not not my forte. I hated it for a lot of reasons, mainly because I wanted to be on the preventative side. I was like, I want to help people prevent getting to this stage, not treat this stage. Um, Although those people need thriving too, but that's probably for like a talk for like five years from now. But... um,
0: (laughs) like,
1: that's my next pivot, okay? No, I actually have one more that we're adding on and I'll explain that to you. But yeah, so I started as health for a very, very long time. And like I said before, I realized that the people who like actually succeeded were the ones who weren't focused on like all the goals and all the things. And they were just focused on the habits of feeling really, really good. And whether that was doing yoga, whether that was getting stronger, whether that was, you know, like whatever it was, it really helped them get to the ultimate goal in health. And so when I transitioned online from being a registered dietitian and personal trainer in person, I was like, this message needs to be out there. Like I see a, par- a parallel bet- or a pattern rather between people who succeed and get to their goals and people who don't. Like what is that underlying theme? And I was like, oh, that's the thriving aspect. So if I can get people to thrive in their life and their health or thrive in all of, of all aspects of their life, their health will seamlessly kind of follow through. You'll nourish yourself better you know, your body tells you what the fuck to eat. Like there's no portion size that I could tell you of like what you need to eat. Like you need to tune into your body. Um, So just kind of morph that all together. And we came up with um, the Thrive at Every Size. But then for a while I stopped that and I had a bunch of people, you came to me, a lot of my other first business coaching clients and they're like, hey, I've watched you do this so well and show up so powerfully, how can I do that? And then I started business coaching even before like I actually truly announced it. And I started noticing like parallels again between like clients that really like did well in their business and clients who didn't. And I was like, that's when they're owning their power. That's where they're owning their the thing that they know that they that needs to be out there, even if it's not something that they learned. Right. And so in the coaching field, I really believe that we all kind of defy all the rules of what like the corporate world tells you you need or like science tells you you need. And like we make it fit a human versus like a science experiment. Like as coaches, we really assess all aspects of the human. And that's what I really feel like makes a really good coach. And so I started coaching people on that. And that's how business coaching kind of came about. Um. And then recently I have been feeling more called to go back into health and really integrate that. And that's where we kind of went back into there and just weird things were happening. Like as I built my business, I kind of lost a sense of my health. Um, I stopped weight training. I was sitting a lot more. That was when I was coaching with you and I was just in this like really like uncomfortable place.
0: I remember um, several times you've been like, I I'm like shoveling down food and I would <laughs> like, uh, I'm like, listen, girl, like, you're fucking with your, your solar plexus. You need to eat when your body says you're hungry. Like, you need to listen to your needs. Like, that's, uh, we're, and look at us now. <laughs>
1: yeah, so I just realized that, like, I wasn't thriving, like, in my body and in my health, and therefore my business wasn't thriving as well. So I started noti- noticing this, like, massive parallel. And health clients started becoming business clients. And now as I'm going back into health and realizing how important it is to have the balance of everything, balance of business, balance of health, all those things at a deeper level than I understood it before, um, that thriving feeling has just really guided a lot of me. And so I felt called to go back into health um, and like kind of change my messaging and stuff like that. And then that's how we're back here. And so now we kind of do everything.
0: Like all the things you need, some we are a one-stop shop. I feel like you're like the only thing I don't do is like construction. The end. <laughs> I don't, a new hobby you want to take up? I don't
1: know. <laughs> Absolutely not. But we do. We are actually building out a virtual assistant service. So we're training people um, to become virtual assistants because I've trained my virtual assistants from the ground up to like be really good at what they do for us. Um, and so with COVID and all those things, I just noticed a lot of people like really struggling. And we had that opportunity come and I just take it. So for me, like how I actually know that it's the right move is like, is that thriving feeling there? Is that like gut feeling of like, hey, you, this is something, like you need to follow that. And for me, I see it through. Like I don't follow it and then stop, which I notice a lot of people do as well, whether it be fear or whatever is going on for them. I follow it through like the worst thing that's going to happen is like, I tried something and I realized it didn't work. I'd much rather that than like, not try the thing that I really wanted to try. Right.
0: I, but it's interesting because that aspect creeps in, in all, on all areas of life. Like everybody, how many times do people start a diet and then they're like, Oh, I fell off the wagon or they say, Oh, I'm never eating anything white again. And then like two days later, they're like, damn it. that PBNJ with white bread got me. Or, you know what I mean? Like Or like business, I think so many people have all of these ideas and they start putting a few things into, but, but then it's just kind of fizzles out. And so it's, it's interesting that you say that, that really the common thread is just keep going, like just taking the next step, just like, it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't happen overnight, but it's like every day I wake up and I'm continuing to choose, okay, I'm going to do these things because- I want to thrive. I want to feel good. I recognize that yesterday it felt good when I worked out. Okay. I'm going to work out today because I want, um, in like yoga we always talk about it's like after you practice yoga for the next like 48 hours, you're kind of on this like yoga high where during it may really suck. Like holding long postures for three to five minutes where the fascia is beginning to separate and things like it's uncomfortable. Or you're moving one breath, one movement, and it's warm, and you're like, fuck, it's so sweaty. But then afterwards, you feel really good. Most people, though, want, they want the, instead of going to a Friday night yoga class, they want the Friday night cocktails. You feel really good for that hour, two hours, three hours that you're drinking, but then you suffer for 48 hours afterwards. They would rather have the small, quick, I'm just going to do this right now, oh, okay, well that actually doesn't feel good. And it's like noticing that which ones make you continually feel good. How can I continue to come back to that, that feeling I think is, mm-hmm. is so, and that's what keeps you continuously, continuously pivoting into what feels good for you. Cause you know how to recognize, Oh, this lights me up.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I haven't felt that yoga high in a while. I think you saw me post that all my yoga instructors just like talk nonstop during yeah. my class. <laughs> yeah what is that it's
0: that there there is an art to sacred silence like sacred space because when you're coming to yoga you're really coming to like connect with yourself like your mind your body your spirit and when somebody's always talking you're like i can't hear my spirit can't hear <laughs> it too much noise you know But it's like, but even as a a business coach or, or like a trainer or anything like that, really what happens when you ask somebody a question and they give you their answer, if you're always prepared to, I'm going to tell you something rather than listening, it's actually a skill of, of listening to other people and just holding space. Yeah. um, Rather than always feeling like you need to come up with something to say or have a remedy or, you know, sympathize with them. Like sympathizing doesn't help. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that um, tangent on yoga.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh shit! What was the question? Oh, like listening to myself. Yeah. So I when I pivoted into the online space and I had looked back at my journey, I was like, How did I actually get here? How did I get to a place where I feel like confident within myself? It wasn't weight loss. I'd taken steroids for a while. It wasn't the damn steroids. It wasn't the man I could deadlift. It wasn't the things. It wasn't the straight A's. It wasn't the things that I actually achieved. It was actually like a true sense of self-love and a true sense of loving myself as I was and a true sense of thriving. And so I allowed that thriving feeling to guide me um, in my actions every single day, right? I do it with my morning routines. I do it with my evening routines. I have do nothing time now throughout the day, which I did right before this, where I just like stare into space. I stare at water, something of that nature. And as And even like drinking, we've lessened that a lot. Smoking weed, we've lessened that a lot, like, or at least I have. Because it just isn't <laughs> my husband, on the other hand, no. <laughs> Joe, on the other hand, not so much, which is fine. He can do what he, he wants to. But I just constantly noticed my energy the next day being really, really, really impacted. And me not being able to touch to tap into a place of just being in tune with my body and for me that that gets me to that thriving feeling like the thriving feeling itself has changed continuously as I've done work on myself and before I've done work and you know the definition of what means for me to thrive is very different Um, sometimes day-to-day sometimes monthly you know it just really depends on where I am but ultimately aligning myself with whatever thriving means to me in that moment in that season helps guide me throughout all aspects of my business, all aspects of my health, my relationship, you know, and I I think the most challenging thing is sometimes we just get in our way and we let our head get in there. Like you can't just do what feels good. Someone told you like, you can't do that. And I do think there's an aspect to like understanding food and understanding fitness, like, and having proper form and breathing techniques and things like that. Um, just as in business, there's strategies that we get to follow as well. But it all can be guided from a place of that felt really good when I wrote that post that right. hit really home when I was on the podcast and I got that like thriving, like excited feeling talking about it. Right. So the more we can clock those moments, the easier the strategy becomes because that essentially is the strategy.
0: Right. right. Well, and that's what people connect with. Mm-hmm. You hear that like fervor in your voice when they're, they're listening to a podcast and they can hear that this is truly something that you are living that you embody on a day-to-day basis like this is part of who you are people feel that and people also people experience the same emotions all of us you know all of us experience anger all of us all of us have felt moments of feeling thriving so when you're talking about these things they're like okay they recognize themselves in your voice in what you're saying and they want to be back there they want that feeling that sliver that, that glimpse that you're giving them, they want that too, because they're like, that felt really good. And so the more that you're, it sounds like to me, what you're saying is the more that you're authentic, the more that it actually gives other people, your clients, other people who are listening, all of those things, permission to also follow what feels good for them.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Great reflection. Um, Yeah. I, I think that I would love to actually hear from you, although it's your podcast interviewing me. (laughs) I'd love to hear from you, like, what your interpretation of when people, like, get stuck in their head or start blocking themselves from things, like, what that kind of looks like. Because for me, it looks like they're feeling disconnected from themselves. They're feeling disconnected from that thriving feeling. Whenever a client is, like, struggling in a launch, whenever a client is struggling with whatever they're doing, number one question I ask is, are you thriving? Like, just become a thing for me and then like oh no I didn't I didn't do this I was supposed to take off and I just worked throughout that and this and that and that and I haven't had sex in three weeks and now I'm stressed about this and all of these things and then it just kind of regrounds them in like what they actually truly needed so that's what it kind of like looks like for me but I'd love to hear if there's any like thing you can add to that for like my selfish knowledge too <laughs> um
0: for my selfish knowledge I love that <laughs> um, well it's I think honestly it's really people painting pictures of what specific like painting pictures of this is right and this is wrong right in mm-hmm. business this is right and this is wrong which means they block themselves when they feel like they're not doing things right according to somebody else so it is it's outside source seeking so it what happens is you lack the power from the inside so you're not internally looking for all of those things that you're like okay i am good at this i'm doing well at this this feels good instead you're looking at and this is where I think social media can be so detrimental for a lot of people is you're observing other people, but again, you're only observing what they're, they're intentionally sharing. Yeah. So your vision of what's right, wrong, success, wellness, anything, it can be any, anything that you're struggling with that you're, you can see, you know, other people's experience um, you deem one as, as working well and being right. And one that's wrong. And automatically, then you vibrationally shift into a lower vibration and do not allow yourself to feel expansive because you're already placing yourself in a category. You know, there's, and with all those things come like the shame or come the guilt. It's like when people, I think it's so interesting. I actually just had a client today. We have been working on um, a morning routine specifically because she does for everybody. She's always doing things for other people's business. Um, she definitely takes on a lot of the emotional. Um, I was like, I feel like you have like, uh, you are the emotional spine for a lot mm-hmm. of people. Like You are the person that holds it all together. And she was like, yes. And I was like, what's happening is you're, you're taking all this on for everybody and it's becoming very, very heavy in your body. And in return, you're doing nothing for yourself. Whatever you need, you consider taking care of them to be the right thing. I should take this on. I should be this emotional backbone for everybody. And instead, what your body has been calling you to do, because it's you know struggling with weight now, you're struggling with this low hum of anxiety constantly, you're, you're running into business roadblocks, it's because you're, you're not taking care. You can't listen to your intuition because you don't listen when you have to go pee for heaven's sakes. (laughs) Don't eat when you're hungry. You won't have sex just because you're in the mood. You're like, oh, I have so many things. It's like all of these things that you think should be happening are so much more important than what your body is actually calling for. And it is simple things like, I was like, you need to take five minutes in the morning, no technology, no nothing. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you sit and meditate. I don't care if you go for a walk. Don't look at anything i was like because you can't it's like when you're at a concert when the concert is going and you're next to your friend you can't hear what your friend is saying but if you turn off the concert everybody goes away leaves the room the person's screaming i said you're in a constant concert too much stuff you need to take that time and but people are so uncomfortable societally like we've gotten to a place where going on a little bit of a tangent, but we're going with it. Um, for the past like 70 years or so, our consumption and what we are um, consuming as far as not just what we're eating, but what we're viewing, like through, through all the frequencies that we observe, all of our senses, sight especially, and sound have exponentially grown, right? When you think about what, the way that we have lived for thousands of years, has not been with constant light, constant sound, constant imagery being taken in and then perceived and intellectualized and regurgitated and all this shit our bodies are tired all the time and we've been told fuck you're tired go do stuff for somebody else so no wonder we have no wonder we have problems and this like fear about moving forward it's like that's I was like that's the real pandemic guys is that we actually don't have any faith in ourselves. We don't. We can't listen to our intuition, our feelings, what's right for us, because we're so inundated with information all the time that it's like always being at a concert.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so taking moments where you can actually listen to yourself allows you to step into then being able to move past plateaus because you can listen. Like even now, you're just talking about the more that you – got quiet the more that you were taking time for yourself the more that you were eating like listening to what you needed the easier what it was to pivot the easier it was to have ideas and follow through and all of these things they all go hand in hand yeah down from my my uh soapbox i'm climbing down now (laughs) <laughs> no
1: I love that thank you so much for sharing that it's literally like it was like all my struggles before I went through my spiritual the beginning of my spiritual awakening <laughs> you just explained my entire life <laughs> you
0: No, know, that's what I'm here for that's what I'm here for always the, the habits that you've noticed that um most people struggle with when it comes to um pivoting whether that be in business or anything like that like I feel like I mean, you feel like you could actually even just share like when I work with you, because I know I'm not the only one, though. I know so many people come to work with you and they see how you embrace this transitioning. Um, And so it is it feels very comforting to be held by that. So I would love to hear about some just habits that you've noticed or things that you help them implement to to pivot with grace
1: yeah good question so I think the first thing is listening to the signs like even just before this we were talking about when somebody had reached out to you about um they're like do you do anything with business coaches like as a business coach like what is like is this what you do and we were so confused as to why people came to like why that lady came to you and you were like no I don't and like not like I I've learned that the universe will teach you the same lesson over and over and over again, and little drop like little like bombs sometimes really fucking big bombs sometimes like really like little like cotton balls
0: <laughs> I like that. I like that analogy.
1: <laughs> and most of the time we fucking ignore it like if I look back at my life and I see so many opportunities where I was like oh, you could have done this like so many years ago, that was your opportunity there. But you didn't listen to that. And look what you learned. Look who you got on your team. Look who you got in a support system. Look how it ended up right now. And then, oh, there was that other thing three years ago, and then two years ago, and it just taught you it again. And so I think the biggest thing is like listening to that. If something interesting happens, instead of being like, that's not what I was trying to put out there. That wasn't my marketing. Looking at it and saying like, oh, that's interesting. Let me explore that idea and exploring that idea and sitting with it. And like you had said, um, just slowing down has been the biggest thing that has also made business so much easier. Like I have pages and pages and pages of things that I plan and I have 18 members at this point, like so many things that we have going on so many projects, and I could keep going. But I've learned time and time and time again, that the way that all of that's going to be easier is by slowing down. So I think people really, really, really struggle with that. And I think social media really, like you said, just makes it difficult to think that that's the answer. And like, yes, there's implementation. Yes, there's you know actually looking at data and seeing all of those things. But ultimately, my goal is for it to be thriving. So I set my intentions. And as long as my intention is thriving and whatever, even if the content got 20 freaking likes, whatever it is, or the launch got three out of 30 people, as long as I was in line with my intention of thriving and I did it from that aligned place, Somebody needed to hear it. One of those three people needed to hear what I had to put out there, right? And so releasing the pressure of all of that and allowing yourself to keep going, right? I think you said that before, like, just keep going. Like, it might not add up (laughs) right now, but when you look at your entire life in 10 years, it's going to add up, but it's not, it's going to feel off if you're not listening to it. Right. Right? So, I always encourage my clients, like, what are you not listening to? What pressure are you placing on yourself? Where are you giving your power away to? Because as a business coach, I've had that happen way more than a health coach. And people were just like, yeah, like, I need to pay you for this. I need to pay you for that. And then they'll come back and ask the same question, same question, same question. Like, hey, love, like, we talked about this on the last call. You have these tools. Like, what's making you come to me? and i'll be like oh well i just feel like you'll have a better answer and i'm like well did you work do the work for yourself to understand your answer or to understand what that could look like and they're like oh no i just like automatically came to you because i had access to you i was like i could do that but you can also do that work as well and i would love to hear that and we can chat about that right so allowing people to not think that i'm a superhuman even though i think i am but like i'm also just a regular human
0: <laughs> superhuman
1: i think everybody is though i think everybody's massively fucking talented if there's one thing that i've learned is like like you said before there's no good or bad Mm. right and so removing those words has been removing the word should
0: removing the word try um, i'm sorry the try maybe
1: yeah all of those things Yeah. So just notice, like starting at that like cognitive level of removing all of those words and reshaping it was, it was hard as fuck. I could tell you that much, but like reshaping that allowed me to realize all the judgments I was placing. Right. And then removing those judgments and like, oh, No one actually has an answer. Like I've worked with like multiple seven figure business coaches. I still have a business coach to this day, but it's not because I think they have a better answer than me. It's because I need someone to like just bounce ideas off of and like be grounded and have them question me. Are there marketing things that like we can talk about and they might be able to pinpoint as an outsider? A hundred percent. But it doesn't mean that they're better than me. I don't pay them because I think they're better than me. I think I'm fucking just as epic as people who make way more money. Like it doesn't doesn't mean anything about people and their success, right? Or the person at at all. And so I think that (laughs) to answer your question, I think the biggest struggle that people have is – not allowing themselves to listen to what they know to be true and thinking that by asking somebody else, they're going to automatically get all the answers. Right. Um, Whereas like most of my coaching is like presenting people with questions and like, here's what's worked for me. What about it resonates with you? Here's like 10 different options. What do you want to like, kind of take from that? You know? And I think a lot of business coaches too, have kind of been pivoting into that arena because they've also gone through a lot of. Um, spirituality work that they've been doing and realizing like, oh shit, like that wasn't the answer. Right. And I think it's beautiful. It was so hard to do, but it was, it's been super beautiful. Um, and that when clients actually answer questions, their life changes, it was the same thing with health. When we used cognitive behavioral therapy, like it was just questioning people to reflect and become mindful. And that's how I kind of noticed the parallels, too, between all pivots. It was like, oh, I did this with health. Same process for business. Oh, everything is everything. Gotcha, universe. I got you. Thank you. <laughs> right? So it's kind of been a long, convoluted journey <laughs> of all the things for the universe to, again, teach you a lesson of that one process for one thing is usually the process for something else. And to me, what I know to be true at this point is that thriving feeling. When I chase that thriving feeling, I'm always being guided. And just listen to it. Even if I feel batshit crazy. And I think that's what people are conditioned to think is wrong. Like when I have this idea and those thoughts come up of like, who the fuck do you think you are to do this? Like you want a team of eight? Like you're just Johnny, like chilling. You're still sweaty from the morning. Like who are you to accept all of this into your life? Like what is going, you can't, oh my goodness, hold up. You can't do that. It's like, oh wait, That's not right because that doesn't even feel right to say my body. So what feels more right to say, oh, I'm a badass motherfucker who can have eight people who can have as big of an impact as I want, who can expand into all these things and pivot 35 times. And it's always worked out way better than I ever anticipated. So I think trusting that is going to be key.
0: Well, and even so, like, I love how you put it, like, even just asking yourself, what feels good? I think so many people don't even give themselves permission to explore those things of what feels good in a way of like it actually being a possibility. And, but like, just like you said, like so many people make so much more money. This is what I like to teach a lot is that if that is a possibility for somebody else, if somebody else is having that experience, that does mean that it is a possibility for you. Yeah. Like if that's what you want, then that is possible for you. It doesn't though make that person any more or less, it's just different. Yeah. You know, it's like everybody experiences grief differently. Everybody, you know, what you feel as happiness and joy, somebody else may not feel so happy about that, you know? And yeah. so it's like just observing that if nothing means nothing, then that means the possibilities are infinite because you can have really whatever you want. And so yeah. trusting like, I'm just going to keep saying yes to those things that feel good. No to the things that don't yeah sometimes it takes a whoopsies to get back to the yes but like you know baby. it, bit be i'm really want to put like a one of those like the gifts of like yeah. moving the couch on friends if you don't if you've never watched that episode of friends please go watch it so you'll understand what we're talking you're gonna about. tell them to go away i was gonna be like wow Shalane. no well you know i go away watch it come back i'm just kidding It's an epic episode. It's
1: it's iconic. No, 100%. And I think when the whoopsie comes, everybody's like, oh, I'm bad. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, I tried and I failed. So because it's easier for Johnny, that means she's better. Meanwhile, like you said, Instagram just shows what I filter. Right? And I've been having a lot of clients recently, especially who are in launch. And so if you are, are most people who listen to your on your podcast entrepreneurs or kind of mix? Kind of mix, yeah. Okay, cool. But um, if you're launching or, I mean, even with anything, like you said, a diet or an exercise program, it's like the world conditions us to think that when we quote unquote mess up, there's something wrong with us and we're not dedicated enough, we're lazy shits, then that means that you can't be successful at anything. And at the end of the day, like all my launches look like a bunch of zigzag, mushy, wushy, gushy things that eventually move upwards. All of my health, like my entire life, um, I, you know, weight lifted for 11 years straight and then was like, I can't lift another weight. I hate that. That is the worst thing I've ever done to my body. All I wanted to do was yoga then I didn't even want to do yoga, and then I wanted to walk. Then I walked and I was like, okay, now I'm not feeling too like in shape. I don't like this feeling. Let me go back to weightlifting. And then I was like, weightlifting, yoga, walking, running, all the things, right? But I didn't stop because I thought that I sucked when I lost a lot of muscle mass, even though I used to be super jacked. I didn't think that I sucked <laughs> and there was something wrong with me when I stopped being able to run as fast as I used to, right? And so it's like allowing yourself to not make it mean anything. Mm-hmm. And just allowing yourself to keep going and things are going to work out, but it's not going to work out if you, I mean, eventually it will work out, but it's not going to work out as quickly as you had wanted if you don't do it because you think you suck. That right. comes with content, that comes with health, that comes with cooking, that comes with like organization, having sex. I mean, the first time I had sex, I was awful,
0: right? <laughs> but it didn't mean anything. You just kept being able to go. I'm this is why we're fine because I'm going to get better at this. I like your commitment. <laughs> I mean you guys I can't see it you can't see it but I'm pounding my fist with my hand which I think is very funny unintentionally that's-
1: <laughs> but it's true it's like and that's when like you just doing the thing that feels really good allows you to get to the next level which is why sex is a brand pillar of mine it's like people are like oh what do I talk about on Instagram like sex is just really a normal analogy for me it makes sense in my head and like a lot of business associations and a lot of like different associations between health and business and sex. And so that's what I'm going to put out there. And I remember the first post that I put, I like almost took down, I was like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And like, it blew up. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I knew somebody needed to hear that. Right.
0: (laughs) You're like, Phew, Thank goodness. Cause you're like, I got a lot more sex analogies that we're going to have to be put in the closet. If this (laughs) didn't go
1: well. No, I went into like, you know what, if you if you don't like that, and you don't want to listen to it, or you don't want to read it, then you're not my people. Right. right? And allowing myself to say that because we don't need to please everybody, which like brings us to like the people pleasing tendency that like, I personally have learned was just like a lack of trust in myself. And I think the post that I'd written, like you were like, one of the only people to come. I'm like, Shalane understands what I'm saying. Everybody else is like, no, I'm a people pleaser, which I think is a thing. But I think at the end of the day, getting to a place of trusting yourself, like, why do I need to please that person? I just need to trust myself and please myself. And the people who are meant to be around me are going to absolutely love me. And if they don't love me, then okay, sorry for you. Like, no worries. Like, not everybody's my people.
0: Right. Well, Um, and it's so interesting because I I feel like, like, 2 I'm, A, people speak in metaphors, like they relate so well to metaphors. So I love that you use like sex and, and different things like that. Cause it makes people be like, Oh, okay. I can wrap my brain around what you're saying, but it's just like, when you're, you're at the gym and you think everybody is looking at you and they're concerned about what you're doing and is your form, right. And look at that girl. And like all, I remember when I was in, uh, doing fitness and um, coaching and stuff like that, that, that was honestly the number one thing, every single client just about Then when they first, they're like, I'm really uncomfortable to be on the weight, the weightlifting floor. And do you guys know, nobody is, if everybody is thinking that everybody else is looking at them, that means nobody gives a fuck about what you're doing. (laughs) Like nobody's looking, nobody cares. Everybody is so concerned with themselves and their perception of self and on really like, making sure that they're perceived by everybody else a certain way. So they really can't be that concerned about what you're thinking. You know what I mean? Like nobody, yeah. like everybody's only concerned really about what they're being perceived. Like it, it really doesn't matter. And so yeah. releasing that expectation, like you were saying is such a great, like nobody, nobody looked at your lunch and was like, Oh, that for sure. Fucking flopped. That was terrible. no, <laughs> the three people that signed up that you anticipated 30, you only had three, those three people. It really resonated. And we're they were the right people. Right. They are your people. Like it's okay that it's so interesting as a parent. Like I teach, you know, my kids, like not everybody's going to like you and that's okay. And to like honor that everybody is different and that you don't have to be everybody's friend and things like that. But as we get to be adults, it's like, we have this censorship that comes that like we, we just wash ourselves into vanilla because we don't want to offend anybody. No. But it, the, the reality is like, that doesn't allow you to stay in alignment with who you are because not everybody likes vanilla.
1: Yeah. I don't like, I actually do like vanilla over chocolate, but like funfetti is a thing. I love funfetti.
0: Or vanilla Perfect. bean specific. <laughs> not just regular vanilla.
1: <laughs> no, okay. but I love what you said. Um, I loved all of it, but especially the, if everybody's worried about their own perception of themselves, like you are worried about your perception of yourself, everybody else's perception of you, then no one's actually paying attention to you because that's just where everybody's head is, mm-hmm. you know? And um I think it's the same with content, which is like where business and like fitness, everything is like everything. Like nobody's worried about the post that you put up that only got 20 likes the 20 people who liked it either thought that you were really sexy in the picture thought the background was really cool because shalane like put herself into like outer space like meditating and like (laughs) use canva and like (laughs) photoshop Canva. But it's beautiful though. That's a thing that like you're awesome at. And like, I'm just like not as excited to do. So I don't do that in my business. And when I do, I'm like, Hey, it's going to be amazing. Just put it out there. Right. Or it resonated with people. Right. So either way, no one's like looking at them like that post sucked. I don't, I'm not, I'm never going to pay her. I think there was a thought in my, in the beginning of my business, where if I only got a certain amount of like likes, people would automatically like not want to pay me. And now I'm like, I get 20 likes and I make a lot of money. I have a lot of clients and people literally pay me off of the posts. that get 20 likes and I'm like, beautiful. That resonated with somebody. Right. So for me, part of my thriving feeling is like being in alignment with my mission of really impacting the world in certain ways that are my missions for every aspect of my business. And so when I go to posts, when I go to do an IG live, when I go to even come on to this podcast, like everything's from that place of intention of being in alignment with that. And if people, you know, stop listening 20 minutes ago because they're like, I can't listen to that bitch. That's perfectly fine. My message isn't for you, but those of you who are here are here to listen and feel it. And I'm so grateful to have you and everybody else. I still love you. It's just, you're not going to listen to me. That's fine.
0: <laughs> you well, know? And that allows you to honor like all of those pivots. Like yeah. this really feels good for me. This is what my clients are saying. They're wanting, they're needing and stuff like that. I feel like I can help them. Okay. Pivot. Yeah. Rather than, you know, I don't know if this is going to land well, you already know that it's going to land well because you, you feel it. And pe- the yeah. couple of people, even if it was only three, say, oh my gosh, this is so me. I've so needed this. It's not, I haven't seen this anywhere before. And maybe something similar, but not in this way. Yeah. And it's like, those, those, those are the people that you want, anyways. Yeah, I want the people that are already interested in, in transformation. I don't want the people who, who, are like you're stupid (laughs) you know like I'm not stupid I don't care (laughs)
1: yeah and especially when we were brought up thinking like we had to be invited to everybody's birthdays or like we had to invite everybody's birthdays or like everybody had to get a valentine and like little things like that like Then when I didn't, then I got really scarred. Like I have a cheerleading story where everyone made the cheerleading team, but I did. And I cried to Joe the other day about it because I'm doing like a lot of work on like reparenting myself. I was like, I was so sad. (laughs) And it still like hits home for me. So I get to do work around that. Um, But for me, whenever I've pivoted, no matter how crazy it was, I have people come to me and say, Thank you for putting that out there. Like, thank you for doing you. Thank you for sharing your gifts. And like, when I come up with an idea, I'm not like, yeah, this is the best gift that I have to offer. It just is like, I know I needed this, which means somebody else needs this. So a lot of people come to me as a business coach and question, like, how do I know what to put out there? How do I know what to price my product as? How do I know this? And I was like, listen, there's a market for everything. If there's market for like weird sex toys and weird obsessions and weird things here and weird things there that people genuinely like, which is, you know, you do you, I like weird things too. Then there's a market for what you have to offer, right? right? And if you needed it, then somebody else needs it because you're not alone in your struggles. Like you said before, we all experience the same emotions. We all experience same struggles differently, but all experience similar things. Like we're human beings, like, you know, just sitting here struggling, (laughs) trying to go through things, trying to like figure shit out, And like just allowing ourselves to be guided without the pressure of having it all figured it out is the biggest way that I honestly have gotten here. And that was the biggest block for me even starting my business or starting my health journey, like anything. I was just like, I can't do that. Who am I to do that? Even though you felt called to it. Like for years, I felt called to being a runner. And I was like, no, you're not a runner. You're a weightlifter. You don't have long legs. You're five foot two and like stocky and you squat heavyweight. You can't run. But every single time I would see someone, I'm like, I really want to run. Like, I'd be walking, I'm like, I want to try and run, but I blocked myself from it. And now it's like one of my favorite things to do. Right. And so listening to that, even before, when I was on my walk before this, um, I haven't, I didn't like really do, do nothing time today. Normally I do it in the morning. It's kind of cold here in Texas in the morning. So now I do it in the afternoon. Um, and like everything in my body was like pulling me towards the space I go to do nothing And my body was like, no, you got to keep walking because you have to get your steps in. And like constantly noticing that pull and honoring the thing where my body's like, you know, you should be doing that. Like I'm telling you, hello, go over there. It's like that, it's the same feeling of when I pivot. It's the same feeling when I switch things in health. Like it's all the same. And the more we can become in tune with that, the easier just life and everything gets, you know?
0: Yeah, and we're really, we're not... if you actually look at your entire life, you're never made to be exactly the same. You're not ever going to be just, you know, when you, you're not the same as you were when you were five, when you were 10, when you, you know, even five years ago, two years ago, a week ago, like I look at, you know, the evolution of every single person's life. And it's like, that is the one consistent is constant change. So why do we stigmatize like pivoting as failing or changing your mind or it's not it's that is the natural evolution of life like even when people work the same job they're maybe their roles change like they're at the same company and stuff like that do they have new habits do they have different things in their relationships like there's all of these other aspects that are constantly changing so to think that that we shouldn't pivot is like crazy to me and it's also I think just goes to speak of like the more that you can listen, the easier it is to pivot and the quicker those things will come to fruition that need to be in your life because you're listening rather than it having to come up eight times before you say like like myself when I have people apply for, I can't remember what my program was, but they're like, oh, I thought that this was for business coaching. And I was like, it said nowhere. <laughs> like if I would have listened to that, I think that was like nine months or so ago. Yeah. Like, It took me a very long time to finally get to the point where I was like, no, that is part of my gift. That's always been part of my gift is helping other people with business. Even when I had a brick and mortar business, I was like, just because online has been a different like navigation for me. But it's like, again, I kept having to like that knock at the door, like, and I'm like, nobody's home. (laughs) (laughs) Knock, knock, knock. Still not home. You know, yeah, figured it out. But you know, it's it's like that pivot is normal. Answer the damn door already. Look at me in all my.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it though. I love it, and what I see is when people like resist that change, and they go back to what was more comfortable, they just end up in the same exact cycle. And I see, I do see it a lot with clients who come to me and like want to change into um, a more like habit based thriving type coaching, which I'm like, Hey, take my idea. Like I don't coin this idea. You do you people who are going to work with you are going to do you. My goal is for people to actually thrive. And so if you're helping spread that message, beautiful, go and do that. And then I see them like resist it. And they're like, no, I can't do that. What if people don't want that? I don't know how to do that. And it's like, you do it for yourself. Like you do know how to do that, right? Let's trust that. And then I see them go back to macro counting, or I see them go back into, you know, prescribing specific plans that they were like, I don't want to do that anymore. And then three months later, I'm like, ah, but like I I can't say anything it's not my place right it's their lesson to learn (laughs) I've tried that one and that doesn't work so I've learned that lesson too Um, but again just I think trusting trusting that knocking I think every desire we have is there for a reason whether it's a money goal whether it's not a money goal whatever it is Um, just allowing that to be there I think it's placed in you for a reason. And I think that following that desire and allowing that desire to have an intention of thriving versus like the money, the money's great, but it's not the thing that helps me thrive. Like it it provides me more opportunities and like more time for myself by paying people to do things that I don't want to do. And like all of those things I love providing. We just hired another team member today. She's like, thank you so much for this. I was like so stressed about the interview process, so stressed about COVID and to have to go in. And I was like, it's my freaking pleasure to be able to provide this for you. Like I'm so happy to do this. So like money is great, but also just the thriving aspect of what it is that you're creating. And when you allow yourself to be guided that way, I think it's beautiful you know, and not resisting that change.
0: Yeah. Um, I am actually kind of interested since you brought up working on like reparenting um, your thrive at every side pod- podcast. <clears throat> and that aspect of your, of your business is with your sister. So mm-hmm. what's it like working with a family member?
1: Ah, okay. So the only reason why this happened was because I actually did healing work. Um, <laughs> only reason because my sister and I had tried so many other times to build a business beforehand and it was just like butting heads and like just like running away from each other and it was it was tough i was like something's off here we tried it with the meal prep business we tried a dietetics practice together we tried a lot of different things together we always knew we had um something to share that that was really strong between the two of us um but we never acknowledged our feelings. My sister and I grew up not processing our feelings. We lost our father at a really, really young age. And I thought that it didn't matter to me because Johnny is a superhero. And I was five. So I'm sorry.
0: That superhuman, remember?
1: Literally. Yeah, I've had a story that I'm doing lots of work around. So um, yeah, we never really processed that. And then we had a continuously traumatizing childhood and never really talked about it. at all but yet we were like best friends and then I started doing work with uh, my spiritual coach and we like did a deep hypnosis meditation where she brought me back into the room the time when I found out my father passed away and they had actually taken my sister out of the house when they had told me and I just was brought into that room and my coach was like, well, what, what does she want? Like, what does little Johnny want? And I was like, I just wanted to hug my sister. I wanted to know where she was. I wanted to know that she was okay. So like I developed this massive like blanket over, like I have to save her. I have to be there for her because I didn't get what I needed in that moment. And she actually had the same story because my parents thought that it was very smart to pull two sisters away who were two years apart, really close the time that their father died. I don't understand what that means, but they were just doing their best. It's okay. They didn't know. <laughs> And so I've had to work through that story of me feeling like I had to save her and really allow her to flourish in her story and not control things with her to think I had to be the one to save everything. And I've had to do that with like a lot of different people. And so releasing that allowed me to actually see her for like all of her beauty and see her for all the struggles that she has, not make it mean anything about her and then allow her to really show up just as her without me having to like control it. And apparently when you let people just be the way that they naturally are, everything goes a lot better. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's kind of how it's happened. And me also business coaching for this long, me also working with so many people allowed me to teach her the skills that really prevented her from like showing up and learning the things in business, like combined with me, like applauding her for all the things that she was doing rather than figuring out how to like control it to make it better, you know, as we're removing all of those words. Um, so that's my story about then I had to learn the lesson a lot of times through a lot of different attempts in order to say like, Hey, <laughs> stop controlling her and she will be able to do what she's meant to do. And both of you are just going to be epic together. So um, yeah, that's kind of like what it's like. And now it's a beautiful process. We have our first program coming out at the end of this month. Um, we just both feel really good with it, and she's like, "Oh my goodness, this is a dream come true." And I'm like, "Yes." So right now it feels really good. I will update you if that changes, but it could not have it could not have happened if I didn't do healing work around around like something that was core to our relationship, and also like talk with her and cry with her about it, and show her that side of me.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and really, it allows you both to be seen. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because even in a family, a lot of times we spend so much time, but we actually don't feel seen, heard, or valued by those that spend, we spend the most time with. So you're like, look at me doing all this and now it works. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So encouraging because I know so many people like, again, want to make it like businesses and stuff like that with friends or family. And it's like, it truly can be done, but it needs to be coming from a place that you just honor who each other are, allow each other to, to feel valued. And then yeah. it transitions a lot more smoothly you don't have to learn the lesson so many times
1: yeah it was my relationship with my husband it was my relationship with my mom which is still a work in progress I mean everything's a work in progress but which is a work in progress with her and just allowing other people to be themselves because you actually allow yourself to be yourself wow. right and I figured out what it was to cry at like the ripe age of 27 and I was like whoa there is so much in here <laughs>
0: yeah and I think that have that little like thing in your eye that produced those wet those wet things what are they called tears
1: (laughs) and honestly that's also helped my business a lot in terms of just allowing my feelings to be present and not making it mean like you're not going to be successful if you cry. I think that's a big thing that people struggle with is that, Oh, I can't have feelings and cry and be sad and still make a lot of money or, and make the money that I want, whatever that looks like for them. And I think it's a complete opposite because when you're silencing yourself and your emotions, you're going to silence things that truly need to be out there in the world because you're not allowing them to be present for you. And if we're building a business off of ourselves, and just a life off of like who we truly are, we can't silence any part of that. Right, right? right. So allowing that to come, I remember I was in a session with my spiritual coach and she's like, you're doing a great job of hiding your feelings today. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm fine. <laughs> and then like two days later, I just like cried everything out. I was like, oh, okay, there you go. But right? it's, it's like a muscle that I have to learn to like cry.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, but no, again, like, again, learning that to tap into like the feeling aspect we're so used to tapping into all of the thinking and the analytical aspects of us but the feeling aspects kind of get lost a little bit um and so the more that you can really tap into those those things of how do i feel and allow it to just process through you instead of allowing it to stop you. Like, Oh, this feels uncomfortable. Revert back. I'm going to do the things that are comfortable. Well, at some point, like those comfortable things are actually like coping mechanisms. You're staying small out of not wanting to be who you are and like, what a disservice, you know?
1: Yeah. And I, I love like looking into that with clients where it's like, well, what are you feeling called to? Why are you feeling called to do that? And what are you not saying that you really really want to say when clients are struggling with with marketing or Instagram posts or creating a product or whatever it's like what is the thing that you're not not saying that you're not owning that you know to be true and it's usually because of some judgment that they have in themselves for believing that that needs to be out there for believing that um this is a message that people need to be heard for like worrying about family so like when it comes to um You know, worrying about what everybody else thinks, especially in entrepreneurship, like you're worried about what family is going to say about the stories you're telling. You're going to let that prevent you from like saying it and actually helping people. Right. And so just allowing yourself to filter what feels true for you and follow that truth. Like your truth is never wrong. You know what I mean? Everybody's truth is 100% valid. And just allowing that to be there, I think is, is key.
0: Agreed amen oh well thank you so so much for being here literally so many like like gold nuggets of wisdom like throughout this whole whole thing um if you are not following johnny already you can on instagram um johnny j-o-n-n-i-e underscore a-g-r-e-s-t agresta um you can listen to her podcast the just keeps thriving entrepreneur Podcast or the Thrive at Every Size. She has so much information on all the places. Um, and then you also have your your program. So your program with your sister that you're doing, and then your program for a virtual assistant that's uh, coming out soon. Correct?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, all of that will be on. If you follow Johnny aggressive, you will be able to learn that. Um, it's kind of like the hub for everything. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so 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 excited.
0: Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. If you had um, like 60 seconds in an elevator and you had to tell somebody secret to life, what would it be?
1: Stop silencing the shit that you want and allow it to guide you. You're deserving of it. And if other people can do it, why the fuck not? you?
0: Look at that. Not even 60 seconds. You're like, I only need 30 to tell you the magic. True though. <laughs> <laughs> oh alright. I love you so much. Thank you so much for being here and I appreciate you.
1: Yay, I love you too. Thank you guys for listening. I look forward to connecting with you guys. Good
0: night, everyone. Cheers.